You are no longer part of the system. You are above the system, over it, beyond it. We're them, we're they. We are the brothers. Yo, DJ, You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. And you know this, man. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> man, we back at it again. We live. Oh, it's the man. Brothers Podcast. The brothers. What's up, yo? We, <laughs> we back in the building. Uh, Earl's been over here like oh. laughing out his mind the last five minutes. So we have no idea what he's talking about. He been he been waiting to tell us this story for. For a minute, so about, about two weeks, right? So hold on, wait, wait a minute. We know we've been on vacation and out the country, oh, um, in other states and everything, but we back. <clears throat> we appreciate the patience. Um, so we just want to say thank y'all for y'all patience, and uh, nice. we love y'all uh, for sticking in there with the Brothers Podcast. We know we're growing uh, every week, um, yes. so we're back in it, back on the grind. Um, but with all that being said, uh, we finna. Uh, a throw into the story. Well, all right. It's oh. your boy Jay Bruce. Oh yeah, sorry. We didn't introduce ourselves. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Rodney. It's Earl bringing up the tail end. <laughs> so uh, that was Earl's voice that y'all Jesus. just heard. I know it's a very familiar Ooh. voice. So we're not going to do a lot of small chat right now. We're going to let this brother get into it. He's been waiting to tell us this story <laughs> since we recorded the last we have podcast. No idea what the story is. Though. Yeah, I didn't want so, y'all to hear it before then. So I'm gonna give y'all so, a, a, let's back, go. a back, uh, you know, okay. back story. Uh, my sister let me hear this story And okay. she was like We were talking about how like uh, <clears throat> This story can easily be in somebody's classroom Okay Because if you look at the pictures You know it, it sounds very innocent Okay But quickly as I read this okay. You're probably going to figure out You know What it's about okay. But I'm, I want to read some of the comments That was on this post It was on Facebook Okay So we may have another out of line King or queen <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> This this story's called Brenda's Beaver oh, Okay Needs a barber Okay. <laughs> <laughs> British Beaver. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. British Beaver needs a barber. Okay. British Beaver. Beaver needs a needs a barber. Oh, needs a barber. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Time. Out. Wait. wait a minute. Uh, you okay. heard it right, right? I'm gonna just preface this to say we don't know this story, <laughs> so I don't know where this is going. So y'all the just be patient. Podcast does not, uh, <laughs> condone any <laughs> the views of Earl Dix Jr. Oh. But go ahead, go ahead with this story, bro. I tell you everything. Okay, go All ahead. Right. Y'all might stop me, but I'll just I'm gonna read some of it. See okay. if I can get through it. All okay. Right. So Brenda's beaver needs a barber. Okay. Brenda has a beaver. <laughs> Brenda has a beaver. Okay. And she's ready to confess. As soft and sweet as it may be, her beaver is a mess. <laughs> I hope this is an animal. I pray to God this is a real beaver. What do y'all have to read? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <coughs> Brenda's <coughs> beaver is big. Her beaver is hairy. Every man. <laughs> Every man who's seen it says Brenda's beaver is scary. All right. Brenda took her beaver uh, for a swim down at the lake. By the looks of what that she received, she figured that it was a mistake. Brenda stuffed that furry mound into a swimming suit. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Bro. Like. Man, who wrote this, bro? Keep going. Keep going. 
Oh no! Alright, she was stuck into a swimming suit and stuck out all around. Uh, it was anything but cute, okay? Um, some who saw it laughed. Others were just stunned. Brenda's beaver was hanging out, soaking up all the sun. Her friends, her friends, her friends could not believe. Um, they said we need to talk. They covered up her beaver and they took her for a walk. Brenda, dear, listen here. We want you to help you out. Your beaver needs a makeover. It really needs it now. I hope we don't seem pushy, said her her biker friend named Kim. Your beaver uh, is too bushy. We just think it needs a trim. Savannah put her beaver back to show off what she'd done. Hers has a nice long patch. It looks like it'd be fun. Uh, Chrissy's beaver is quite rare. It could be worth a million. Hers is bare. It has no hair. Her beaver is Brazilian. Wow. Uh, yeah. When you see these pictures, though, you're going to see how out of line it really is. Because it ain't. They don't show nothing like what you're thinking. You're going to be like, what in the world? Captain let her beaver lose. She said that there was nothing to it. Grab some clippers and a can of mousse. We'll show you how to do it. Kim produced some scissors. And Chrissy uh, had some wax. Now, all Brenda had to do was sit back and relax. As they came towards her beaver, they saw said, Now, don't be scared. We're going to see what's underneath uh, that frumpy pile of hair. All right. It ended just in minutes. They didn't leave her much. When Brenda's friends were finished, she and her beaver blushed. Her beaver was so tiny, they could not believe their eyes. It was smooth and it was shiny. It was hard to recognize. Now Brenda is so proud. It seems like every time uh, we see her, she's in the center of the crowd, just showing off her beaver. Wow. All right. So I think I think that's the end of the story. Now the out of line part, bro. I'm gonna show y'all these pictures. Alright. Y'all can't see it right now, but Earl's totally in the kids. Bro, we gonna we're gonna post these pictures on the brothers podcast page. Yeah. Bruh, like But look at that book, bro. This is a children's book? Bro, I don't know if it was intended, but how that's so easy, bro, to be in somebody's kindergarten library and for an innocent child to think because our our nephew Drew thought we were they were talking about an actual beaver. So he was so like, like he was like, I just shaved that beaver. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just you know, he just talking, bro, being a kid. And bro. If so you like had, basically without having your mind right. filter through Right, right. Where where our minds immediately went. Where, yeah. Where the majority of any adult mind would go. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the society we live in. Exactly, bro. I just wow. thought that's crazy. Bro, the pictures are super out of line. It's so out of line, bro. Especially the one at the end where she got her leg up. Right. But it went, and without, they make it to where like a kid could look at that and would be like, oh, it's just a kid's so book. So like, it's yeah. like suggestive. You know? Exactly, bro. It's super suggestive and you can almost like get away with it. Yeah, you are and, like, getting away with value. it. Exactly, bro. And if a teacher's not mindful. I wonder you if know. you can, like go to a different country where English is not the sec- uh, first language and get away with it too. Now this is this was a comment. I'm not gonna read all of them because there's a lot of them. Um, this one lady was saying that can we just take a second to discuss the level of I won't say the word BS that this book is peddling to our daughters. It's hilarious, sure, but it's teaching our girls that they have to cave into peer pressure, teaching them that they can't be themselves, and that grooming and adjusting your looks is more important. Uh, do I want my daughter to walk around looking like a hairy caveman? No, <laughs> but I <laughs> I do I. 
I don't want them feeling like this makes them less than a person. It needs yeah. to be pulled off shelves. And uh, this is yeah. this is one episode where I wish we had a woman in here because yeah. a woman's take on this would be so much different than ours because we're laughing, right. and which it is funny, you know what I'm saying? Because of the way it's put, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. We've seen those pictures, but I think a woman would feel like a lot different, you know, as far right. as you know, than how we feel. I wish Kita could have been on here. But she, she couldn't be here. That's funny. What That's was her funny. reaction with? with, with I mean, when Drew was talking. <laughs> we were laughing because he drew so funny, bro. Yeah, like, and he was so innocent. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. That that's what it yeah. what it really was. But thinking about like you think from the point of that comment, you know, it could be taken different only because we know better. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So and uh, how it and how the, how it's put right. And you know the 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 sexual the sexual yeah the yeah. connotation and and the overtones. That that's that that's putting out there, you know what I'm right. saying? And then the pictures don't help it at all. <laughs> so just to just to give it some context, like I said, we'll upload the pictures on the brothers podcast page yeah, on Facebook yeah. and Instagram so y'all will be yeah, able to see it. Kinda have a visual and I hope I don't offend you by laughing. I laugh at everything, but that man, you know, that right there. Yeah. I got you, especially if you like work in the school district and you can kind of see how stuff can get yeah, the the look on on a child's face, bro. You know, but it's innocent they're from so their innocent, point of view. You know, yeah. they're just, oh man, it's a beaver. We're like, no. But as adults, you cracking up. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, not really a beaver. Uh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't even find the author it, now. It low key kind of reminds me. Y'all remember when Shrek came out? Yeah, I don't remember seeing it though. But um, I mean, I know the premise of. So the I, movie. I remember like everybody thought it was a kids movie. It's like clearly not just a kids movie. There's so much like. Double entendres and overtones doing, and, and overtones like that. that are inside that movie. So as an adult, you watch it and you like, did they just say? Yeah, that? yeah, man. Like, and did it's they really, just make it's that? It's really spoon feeding it to kids, right? Right? You know? Right? And the kids is just laughing because they think it's just silly. It's like, yeah, man. No, y'all clearly saying some some analyzed <laughs> stuff, but y'all slipping it inside there like on the yeah. low. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, they said, Disney used to be good for that. Yeah, though. that's how uh, you know that's how bad things are given off and that's yeah. how bad things are passed off in our society you know get mix it in with a little good and yeah. you know it can be portrayed as something oh it was just a joke you know what no. i'm saying or, or it was innocent it, it, it was in a cartoon you know what Bro, i'm saying this is going somewhere that i didn't think it was gonna go which is cool but like i think that that's even how pedophiles that's how molesters, how people who abuse, especially sexually, right. they operate. How they operate. Like, they mix a little bit of innocence with some overt sexual things. Yeah. And they slide it in there till you become desensitized right. to a point. And then you have a child who is like, okay, let's play doctor. Right. And so I'm playing doctor. And you got maybe an older boy. And he got some young girl taking off her shirt. And he's putting right. his right. against her chest. To listen to her heartbeat, right? And now he's like touching on her to give her a quote-unquote exam, right? And like, I'm doing all these little things, and I have an agenda, and a child that doesn't necessarily understand that, right? There's a, 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 a evil agenda behind it, but they know it doesn't feel right, right? Yeah. So, learn yeah. a man, I mean, man. Learn a man. You like dangling candy, bro. Yeah. You know, and you know, especially for a child, you know, and it's right. not literal candy, but it's like um, something that's enticing. Yeah, to I, them I just want to like. take the time too, because. I know we started with something funny, but on, on, you, you bringing that up reminded me of uh, Fatima yeah, on facts, Facebook. Yeah. You know, oh, I was yeah, looking facts. looking first to see if she had an update, and I know this ain't live, but you know she's constantly updating. Um, same thing with sex trafficking. You know, a lot of times these girls get 
pulled in by you know Boyfriend. tricks you know yeah. something enticing Good I, yeah exactly i yeah. want to say i don't know her whole story so i don't want to put out like false facts right i want to say she was looking for colleges and something i heard or something like that uh-huh. that's why she was in that airport yeah but you know so much stuff online you have to double check fact check because you never know right um people know where you know they can say hey i'm here to pick you up john you know what i'm saying and right you don't know where I'm you're your going Uber yeah exactly like Bro, that. especially you think about a group of girls or right, something yeah. like that so recently man uh she just put up a post not long ago saying they're still in that Georgia area, Perry and Macon. I think that's how you pronounce uh, it. Macon, Georgia, Macon, yeah, Georgia. and they actually have a picture of the dude that she was last seen with. Yeah. Um. So, a uh, report has been fouled, man. So, yeah. Uh, y'all, if y'all see us post that stuff until yeah, she's brought home, it. man, please uh, comment, like, yeah, you know everything. Yeah. Bring attention um, to it, man. Yeah. You have no idea how much your your attention to it can definitely touch other people on your right. timeline. Right, because I shared it this morning, and people that you know know me shared it, you know too. And right, I was like, right. wow, you know, you know, and just doing that, you know, what I'm saying it did, did my heart good. You know what I'm saying that people have that awareness, um, you know, when you post this type of information, and it made me more aware that you know that when I see somebody else do it, I'm gonna do it right. again. You know what I'm saying because right. it's important. It's just a little bit closer because it hits home. Exactly. I don't know her personally, but you know people yeah. that connect are connected to me know her. You know what I'm saying? So I will do everything in my power. That's a sister um, in Christ. You know, yeah. it's one of them things where like, you know, we don't kick it every day, but through Kara, right. I've seen her all the time. You right. know, see her at these conferences and before right. they moved away. And, uh, you know, you see a person, you're like, dang, that happened to her. You know, how much it closer happen. it can yeah. happen to us. So Prophet Goldman says something um, a lot where he says, like, man, you need to pray as if you're going through it, you know, and, and he'll go as far as saying war and pray. As if you're going through it Or keep your prayers man You know yeah. Keep that dry prayer Cause wow. You know If you ain't gonna battle in war right. as, as if it was your daughter Then you know It ain't really Right You don't really you mean it Yeah you just sleep <laughs> Exactly you know, you know Something like that Keep that dry prayer Ugh. Yeah man So definitely makes you think man Yeah be on the lookout man Um In um In lighter news man Um John, you went on the the mission trip, so yeah, man. Give us a report from, uh, on that, man. Yeah, back from uh, Beer Bar for this is my seventh time being over there. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, so uh, it that was my uh, second medical mission trip. So this this wasn't um, us doing the youth camp like you know Earl and I have gone to before. Uh, this was just uh, medical oriented, but it was it was really really good. The goal was to see a thousand people. We were able to exceed it. We saw over thirteen hundred yeah. wow. um, people through like, you know, three quarter days. Yeah, seven different locations. So that that was that was pretty awesome. Uh, Fifty seven volunteers went over there. So. That's Man, that's that's, that's super dope, people, bro. And there, there was more people who wanted to. They just didn't get a chance to sign up. It was stressful. I mean, traveling anywhere, 57 people. Right. <laughs> going to a third world country and where more than half of those people you travel with have never been out the country before. Yeah. Or left Texas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so always it's like, tough keeping up with groups anyway. Like, it's huge, bro. So even when you go in like through 10. China, <laughs> bro, it was so funny going through China. So like we hit China. And so like we're trying to kind of fumble our way through, you know, because we tried to get the day pass. We're getting ready to visit the Great Wall of China. And so... um we expect everywhere we go for everyone who's working at the airport to speak English, which is ignorant. Because <laughs> you're not, you in, their country. You're not in America. Right? You know what I'm saying? You're in their country. So if anything, learn how to speak Chinese. <laughs> Don't expect them to know how to speak English, but we do just because we're Americans. And so it's funny because like uh, we kind of like um, lost 
a couple of people in our group and so we were asking them to kind of make an announcement on the intercom to so try to communicate that with English they're looking at us like we don't know what you're saying what? and so like they were just like yes and pointed <laughs> directed and we were like so we asked you to make an announcement they're like yes <laughs> and we're like you don't understand us. So they're like yes and we're like oh we're not communicating but um, that was kind of funny but just to kind of think like wherever we go we just speak you just speak English I speak right. English right. like no, no. speak you speak Chinese, you know. I don't speak no Chinese, but I don't speak no English. So that was interesting, but yeah, it was it was really really dope. It was cool to see my wife shine. Like she was like really instrumental in organizing it. Like she played a pivotal role with this trip. Like I was I was even impressed, you know, with how much um, time, effort, and even financially, you know, she poured into uh, like without you know her kind of being Joseph's almost like assistant, and that was like you know a. Uh, unofficial role you know what I'm saying but she just saw the need and saw that shout out to my brother Joseph like real talk yeah um, Joseph for him to put this level of like pressure on himself and to have the vision because he said last year when we went we took like 24 people right and that was cool that was that was that was a big endeavor yeah and even people told him like that's a lot of people to travel with you yeah. to another third world country yeah normally you have a smaller medical team yeah so he's like I'll take 24 they're like okay that's cool this year he said I want to double it like bro that's like super ambitious like are you crazy yeah and sure enough 57 people yeah next year he says 75 i'm thinking like well, bro you keep on wanting to up to addy but god has been faithful yeah. he was able to kind of show us you know our shortcomings because we failed at some things you know yeah we had some organizational um uh, holes that we had to kind of fill you know what i'm saying so it was a learning experience yeah and it was challenging but it was like so rewarding bro like yeah to 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 literally see somebody who wasn't able to ever see yeah because they didn't have access to any glasses like bro we go to the dollar store and get some glasses right we, we, we lose glasses more than they right, you know right. could ever buy them you know what i'm saying right. so having somebody you know what i mean go through see a doctor see a nurse get a prescription get some high blood pressure medication for the first time yeah get a hygiene bag get a pair of glasses for you to be able to see get a cane and a bag of rice yeah like, that's huge bro yeah um so you know i thank god for the opportunity man so, they like that rice uh, i just want to say man i commend you guys joseph um you guys uh for being young african americans and being on the front lines to show us um, as a community, um, not just African Americans, but the the body of Christ as a whole, on uh, what mission work looks like, man. Um, and I know I have to look from afar from now uh, because of my issues, um, but it's something that I aspire to do in the future, man. So I just want to say I'm proud of y'all, man. Um, Joseph, I know when you hear this, man, I just want to say, you know, your efforts, man, you know, it may not be rewarded on earth, man, but you have a heavenly reward that, you know, that no man can speak of, man. So I just yeah, wanted to awesome. say that. Look, For real. I mean, I just would also reiterate, bro. He got a big house, so he got a little reward on, on earth. <laughs> he got a nice house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. I do want to just add this one little quick caveat. Like, even if you're not able to, like, mission does not equate going to a third world country. Like, you being a light in your community. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? Being a culture shifter. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rodney, you have specifically been, you know what I'm saying, a mentor to people. Yes. I literally see, you know, young men look up to you, and for you to take your time off of what you could be doing, spending time with your family and pouring into a young yep. person's life. Like, that's mission work. Speak like, on Rodney. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
No, but like these are those moments you're supposed to be lifting your hands, like you know, at church <laughs> like, when you get that moment with man, somebody. Take the impartation. God seen your sacrifice. He's seen where you stood up late at night, and you didn't. You were sitting in that rocking chair. You didn't know what to do, and those youth were calling you, and they were calling your phone, and you picked it up in the midst of drinking Gatorade because you love red Gatorade. And God's being specific right now because He wants you. Man, but yeah, nah, man. for real though, man. I've seen it too though, man. That's it's big. And the youth, man, it's it's crazy because you can tell the impact because like right. when you leave a church or a ministry, and those youth still look up to you as if you know, you know, that's still Pastor Rodney or that's still you know, yeah. my youth leader Rodney, and right, it, right. it's it went about four walls, you know. So that was that's big. Yeah, man. I Huge. appreciate those words. I appreciate no, real that. Talk, man. But like, um, go ahead, bro. No, I was just saying, man. Speaking on that, man. Speaking on impact. Uh, community and things like that, man. We want to definitely touch on something um, that hit our community um, as African Americans this week uh, really, really hard. Um, the death and the murder of uh, Nipsey Hussle. Um, and many people may be kind of confused why we want to talk about it on this podcast, but um, I want you guys to really listen to what we say, you know, in this segment. Um, I want you to listen to every segment, but yeah. <laughs> this segment especially, man, because it, 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 this one, it hit a little bit different. It hit a lot different, it definitely hit um, different. for a lot of different people. Um, and like I said, dude was only 33 years old. If you don't know the backstory, um, he was murdered in front of uh, his clothing store in uh, South, yeah, in, in South Central Los Angeles um, by somebody he knew, um, somebody that lived in the community as well. Um, you know, from reports that are coming out, I heard they had words. Yeah, and um, from what I understand, they both grew up in that same yeah, neighborhood. That's exactly. crazy. That's they crazy. They grew up. Um, Eric Holder. Yeah, Eric Holder is his name, um, and uh, Nipsey Hussle is a, is a rapper, uh, entrepreneur, uh, businessman um, in the community, um, and he did so much more than he was, he was so much more than a musician, and I think that's why it's hitting so much di- so differently, because he only put out one official album. That was uh, Grammy he, he had, yeah, he had a lot of mixtapes and stuff like that before then. You know, he's been in the game a long, long time, about ten years at least. Um, but you know, he only had one official album, um, which was an excellent album. But um, you know, this one, like I said, this one just kind of felt different because of his impact um, that he had on the the generation and the, his community and the people around him because he was a man of the people you know he was a man that you know not just talked about it he didn't he wasn't a man that you know put forth the the energy to just suck from the community he actually you know invested back into right. those those places that he left you know and he actually never left Yes, you know, he was actually right. there every day, which, you know, kind of was his downfall. And we'll speak to that a little bit later, um, you know, because some people will say, well, why didn't he have security, um, you know, in these places and stuff like that? You know, but this, if this is your yeah, job, and this is something home, you love. Yeah, you do this yeah, every day. Yeah, he's so well respected. It's funny. Exactly. He, he was so well, well respected inside the community. That's why when they first came, the reports first came out um, Sunday. They were saying it was gang violence related. And, and, and Everybody believe, shut that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't believe that at all just because <laughs> he's been a member of the Crip uh, gang for years. Never been shot at, apparently. Right. Never had any type of altercation. In fact, across the nation, there were so many different demonstrations from people who were involved in gang related activities who were Bloods and Crips and, mm-hmm. you know, Pyrus, Essays, whatever have you. Um, and they were coming together showing, like, this wasn't us. Yeah. Like, 
there was no beef that we had with this man. We recognized the impact. I heard a preacher uh, put up his picture and he said, everyone has a gift, but not everybody is culture shifters. And I was like, that was so profound to me because it's like this man, like you said, was actively pouring back into the community that he was touching. He wasn't just talking like he didn't just shoot a music video in the hood and be right. like, hey, what's up, y'all? I'm here for a minute that I'm dipping. He's like, no, I'm actively going to pour money back. I don't want to see just liquor store, liquor store, gun store, liquor store, strip club. Gun. No, what I want to see is I'm putting uh, uh, the video I saw about how he uh, he already had his clothing store. Clothing store. Right. He was he was building the barbershop. Right. Named after a homie who was shot killed from right. what I understood and he also was opening a seafood joint right like three different businesses that were a wide range of spectrum he talked about you know what I'm saying black excellence generational wealth right. entrepreneurship real estate like he was active in fact um, to have somebody who LAPD respected bro right, right. like the when chief, I seen that I was chief like wow. LAPD was saying when I saw this person was murdered in the name I couldn't believe it he was. He had a scheduled meeting with LAP to sit down and talk about let's mitigate the gang violence. Yeah. In fact, the meeting is supposed to still take place because they still want to, you know, right. definitely. It was the following day. It was Monday. It was Monday. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God, you have someone who was LAPD is like the most hated police force, <laughs> probably outside of Chicago PD. You know right. what I'm saying? Across right. the world, right. like you know, right. what's the old line for rush hour? Right. Y'all part of LAPD? <laughs> like everybody hates LAPD. Right. Like, my, my, my mama hate me. Even they got they got so much ties to even Pac's death and, right. and yeah, you know, so yeah. like, like just just like perversion and corruption in the, the police force, but for them to be like, we, we respect mourning, this yeah. man, we're mourning yeah. his death. Like that's heavy. And then I was, I was I just did a lot of researching on him after the fact. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't big on him. I didn't know a lot about him when I read him. I was like, why would somebody wanna? This is crazy. And again, we're about to start talking about that, you know. But um, I was told, you know. He was part of one of the most dangerous crip, crip sets. Yeah. And most violent. Yeah. You know, and he was like, man, he's the violent, the crime level's been like on the low. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm saying? He's a big part of that. You know, so it's just like right away for them to point to that. You know what I'm saying? It was like crazy, bro. It's crazy. And among some other things, conspiracy. And um, I heard a lot of people shut that down. Yeah. They were talking about the documentary. Documentary and all of that. And, yeah. and Charlemagne, actually, I don't know if y'all seen what he said about him. He said some really good stuff. He was like, dude, people should really chill out with the conspiracy. Yeah. He's like, this is coming from a jealous... Ignorant person. Yeah, he used some other words, right. but this is jealousy, bro, and stupidity is what this is. It's another case of black people, you taking know, each taking other each other's lives. And we don't want to acknowledge that because we don't want to, you know, I guess, right. point to another flaw, you know, but... But that is a major flaw, man, that crabs yeah. in the bucket mentality that... You know, I'm jealous because we came from the same yeah. circumstance, right. and you happened to make it out, and I didn't, and I'm still here. So I'm mad at you yeah. because you made it. But that's not the case with him. You know, yeah. he was back. He was like I said, he never left. He right. still, you know, was in that community every day. You know, he was a yeah. face in the community. And, I, and by no means are we saying the dude was perfect. Right? No, no, you not know at what I'm all. saying like he had his flaws, of course, and I'm sure he had enemies. Uh, but that situation is crazy Like when they said that You know and this is reports Like all the dude said is I don't want you around 
my shot. You yeah. felt you felt it probably embarrassed. Right. Your manhood was, you know, and yeah. I'm telling how he Took said shot, it. Yeah. You know, they probably was going back and forth. Right. And you know, he got a little more clout than probably Buddy did. Right. I don't want you around in here. You know, for whatever reason, I don't know that he said he was working with whatever, totally whatever he said. Just, that's hard for me to believe too with him having that meeting, but I just don't know. But I'm saying, but to take a life, bro. In front of his child. Because you got, yeah, you know, like, your little feelings yeah, hurt, bro. Yeah, and then, like, somebody else today was talking about how... Now, you're, you did this in broad daylight. Broad daylight. Your picture's all over the place. But you got the nerve that you want to cover your face when they're taking... And then you... Like, but, but then <laughs> you my, now, they say he tried to check himself into a mental health facility. Yeah, that's where he got caught at. Um, he was trying to check himself into a mental health facility. I'm like, first of all, you're you not white. This ain't gonna, this yeah, ain't gonna that, work, that for work for you. Bro. Yeah, you know, and I hate to I hate to say it like you that. Know, it's sad but true. You're like, no, you're you, right, you, you not gonna get off with pleading insanity. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and I, from not in L.A. From from what I heard, man, the Crips then gave green light to you know do whatever to this dude in jail. So, yeah. buddy ain't gonna last long. You know, I pray for his soul. Yeah. You know. Um, but I don't I don't it ain't no good it ain't no good day for this man There's but plenty of them in there. Yeah. And then just um just to kind of go back to Nipsey though, not to spend a lot of time on the the man he who took him from, from the generation, but um, you know, just uh having that, that impact, you know, that that's a yeah. lasting impact. Well that's the um, topic that Ricky Smiley kinda was talking about. I don't know if y'all heard it. I didn't hear it. But like do we have that responsibility when we make it to give back? Because it's happened so many times, bro, you know, and like is this the? Is it worth the price? You know what I'm saying? Like it that you pay. It almost you know? it almost makes it not because yeah. I mean, when when you see you know <laughs> you when you see it happen so often, yeah. people get killed in their hometown. You know by somebody they knew. You know somebody that was jealous of them. You know it makes you feel like you know once you get that level of success, go away and don't come back. Yeah. You, you know why you can't do it. Yeah. you can't blame people that do it. You know what I'm saying? No, you really can't. I don't know, like, I think it was T.I. who said this. I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but he made a good point. He's like, y'all let Zimmerman walk around here alive. Yeah, Jay-Z said the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and like, like, you kind of go back to that whole crabs in the bucket mentality. Like, right. The people that yeah. really hurt our community, you know, in that type of way, we'll they get away scot-free. You know, all these cop, these young, these cop killers that... You know that killed young black men and young black women, young people of color. You know white people as well. You know they get to walk away scot free, and but we take away from people that enhance the generation. I tell you what, like really, kind of tore me up when uh, when I first, like I said, I, I mean I, I, I didn't really stream uh, Dipsy's music like that. I wasn't like a necessary. I, I would be fake if I said I was a huge fan of his music. Uh, I've heard him, but I wasn't like a huge fan of it. Um, but I probably knew more of him through Lauren London. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, I follow her on Instagram and, like, seeing the pictures she put up yeah. of, like, they love together, yeah. it was, like, genuine. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a genuine black type of excellence love. Like, they just did the whole GQ yeah. uh, photo shoot. Yeah. And so, like, like seeing those pictures circulate, and as soon as I saw the news, I immediately thought of her. And I was like, my God. God, they just had a. They just got married. Yeah, it was like I could not imagine waking up to the pain that she was going through. Yeah, to like you're right on that that, that genuine love because I I was doing the same thing you were doing. Well, you follow her. I, I just had to look on YouTube right. and I seen some interview they had done. It was like a couple, yeah, the couple thing. The, the whole yeah. little twenty. And I, I was saying the same thing. I was like, man, dude, this ain't like no. 
like celebrity couple, like some. They like a real. Yeah, couple. this ain't no Hollywood, like, like you know. On each other for real. Like man, they really love each other, bro. Like this is like I I, I can see like me and Sherelle or you and Drea, you and yeah. Aslan, you know, up there. That's a real. That was a real relationship, bro. It like, was hobies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. man, my best friend just got taken from me. Like, and then it don't even the kids, man. Yeah, they Jesus. gotta grow up without their father now. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's. I mean, that's tough to be taken from them that way in that manner for that reason, no reason at all. So you the know. question asks, what do we do now? Do we do we mourn for a week and then move on to the next day because we got a short attention span, yeah. or do we actively let this? really sting and hurt and provoke ourselves for a level of change behavior with how because I mean what, this is what I got me to is people who was like number one hurt and so they're like saying anybody you know inside you know saying my bitches or my inbox or my comments talking about you know speaking bad on him they can they can catch these hands you know they can catch I'm like you doing the exact yeah. same cycle same cycle that dude was trying to Stop. Like, you know, cease. Right. So it's like I get you in morning, and, and on the other side of the spectrum, I I, I talk with my homie uh, uh, Red Letters. Like, man, he he did this little Facebook live, and he was going, he was he was hot, he was going off. I, that death, like, literally hit him. I guess you know, say he really followed his music and looked up and like respected him. And so he was just like, y'all corny Christians out here using this platform. To like push your music all of a sudden talk about like I hope somebody you know I wonder if somebody from you know the Christian hip hop see dies and y'all can share their music the way you share you know Dipsy's music right now and I'm like are you that disconnected from a level of sensitivity that but that's why are you number one trying to like give permission to people to grieve because you worried about dude's salvation right now right. ignore the fact that a brother a son, a husband, a He's father gone. is right. now gone. gone. And real people who have real emotions are now experiencing real life right now. You think that Jesus, when he walked into the funeral of Lazarus, right. the Bible says he wept. Right. Like, 35. you know what I'm saying? Like, he actively wept. Yeah. He cried. <laughs> he cried. But see, when John the Baptist died, Jesus went off. Take some time because he's mourning. Like right. somebody who's close to him is dead, and you worried about the wrong thing right now. But see, that's I mean that's the problem with with Christianity and a lot of times as a whole, um, we don't know how to address these situations, and I, that's why I'm thankful for this podcast and that we're able to talk about it because we are. You know, we're this generation, you know, we're attached to this generation, you know, that is going through this. Um, so I think that we give a voice and that we're able to speak to two things that a lot of a lot of a lot of it's going to be misconstrued on Sunday. You know, because a lot of preachers are, you know, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, a lot of black preachers especially, they're going to use it to guilt people into trying to come to Christ. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that's not what this time is for. These are these are, pe- these are people that's, that are hurting for real because somebody they respected and trusted and looked up to is now gone for no reason. So you cannot stand up in a pulpit and preach and, and scold them for having emotions during this time. You know what I'm saying? And emotions for a person that wasn't Christian, 
You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of people are going to be thrown off by that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you know, these preachers are going to stand up in this pulpit, you know, and, and talk about Nipsey as if, you know, as if, you know, yeah, I can't even, you know. Yes, I mean, it's going to happen, bro. I mean, because it's the same thing. Anytime the culture faces that kind of loss, you know, whether it be police brutality or, or whatever, and it's always, well, we don't need to be getting involved in that, you know. We just need to pray, you know. But this is where the culture is, so yeah, we have bro. to go there. What are you talking about? Like, while you pray, and, and he's right, bro. Corny Christians, bro. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, anybody with any celebrity status, bro, they would get the same love, bro. If Kirk Franklin was to die today, right. he would get that same love. Right. If, if, and God forbid, if Lecrae or you know one of the, they would get the same love, bro. It, it's just the way we are, bro. As people, like. Right. Naturally, people do that, man. They seem to celebrate you more, and uh, yeah, it's a cycle. Yeah, and no yeah, matter right, you know what we say, it just happens, bro. It's just like that, man. I mean, the internet's full of people clout chasing. Yeah, people, people posting just because that's the wave right now. Yeah, man. That's corny too, yeah. you know. But like at the end of the day, I find myself like I think when I was praying about the situation, and and I don't take that lightly, and I'm not just saying that to, yeah. to like build myself up or big myself at all. But I did find myself like I don't know. Him personally at all, I don't right. know Laura London. Nothing about that. Like I, I, I knew them through social media. Yeah. And like seeing so many comments where people were saying, "I've never prayed so hard for someone I did not personally know." Like but, that was real to me. But that, but that's the beauty of our generation. Yeah, yeah. We know, we yeah. know these people through social media. Right. You know what I'm saying? We get to know people through that manner, um, and that's the beauty of it. And that's why it hits so hard because. When somebody posts every day You see them every day So it's like I know you almost You know right. what I'm saying I may not know you personally But I'm connected to you right. Yeah There are real connections Because right. not to go back to this But even when We talked about like Bill Cosby That was a part of our childhood Bro right. Like that was a, We grew up watching America's dad You know So when that something like that happens You're like Dang I'm disappointed You know So like For some it, at, at that time It was when Pac passed And right. when Biggie was killed Right Now You know To this generation it's, it's when Nipsey You know This is so, another big loss man So like would you say Like this This loss is on that Same type of level as, like, I don't know I don't know much Enough about him To say that Because I know more About Pac I don't know enough But to a lot of people <laughs> it, Yeah it, 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 Because of the Cultural impact the, the, the whole impact Not just musically Musically he had Like a, a, a knock But Because of Everything that he did In his community It has that impact that's real. So yeah, so. I think that like whatever your beliefs are, whatever your feelings, person, personal feelings about you know his lifestyle or whatever, I think that we all could be inspired by the impact he had. For right. Definitely, we should strive for that. You know, what I'm saying? like those like, people saying that this is the most they prayed for a person they didn't know. That's real Christianity, bro. Yeah, that, that's you that's know, faith. that's compassion. That's, that's, that's you know what I'm saying. This that ain't no. Uh, well, uh, his soul wasn't right. It should be a lesson to y'all. You but, man, you don't know. You, don't, you know what can, he was able to say before he took his. We last can break. only assume, bro. You know, and you know. And you ain't praying for him at this point, man. He's dead and gone. Right. You praying for the loved ones and people who remain here, like Got children. You know like, what I'm saying? Like praying for his wife, kids. You know, because <laughs> like, people are sh- they daddy gone. Uh, yeah, they they sh- continually sharing a video of somebody getting murdered. I know it's the culture that we live in. I know Jeez. it's the society that we live in, but. 
I don't I don't want to see somebody get murdered on my computer screen on my phone. Right. I, I refuse to watch the videos. I refuse to share videos like that yeah, right. because I don't want to see that. You know what I'm saying? I know it happened. We have to face that reality, but I don't want to constantly yeah. we be are so fed desensitized that. We are, bro. Like, we, we, are. we see it in so many video games and media, television, movies. Like, but we share it. The, the, not only do we share it, bro, but like we almost entertained by it. Yeah, yeah. You Our curiosity, like, like you said, is one thing. Is that your personal curiosity? You want to see that? But why share it? I mean, and we're gonna keep talking about this. But along those lines, man, just to show you how how silly this generation is, I don't know if y'all seen the video a couple weeks ago, where the dude was on the train and he was kicking a 76 year old lady in the face, like a 40 year old man in New York. He's kicking the lady in the face. She's an old lady, 70-something years old. He's kicking her in the face, and every person on the train is recording. Nobody stopped it. So, I mean, is that, is, our generation yeah. is that yeah. bad. We're, that's That was a train full of cowards, bro. That's, that, but that's what I'm saying. We yeah, are that, in a generation that somebody would rather pull out their phone. To try to go viral. To try to go viral or go on Facebook yeah. Live, Instagram Live, instead of helping a helpless woman. That's getting kicked in the face by a grown man. It's the generation we live in. Yeah, I don't Damn, that no, bro, because y'all would have seen me on the video. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that that ain't. You don't sit back and just watch that. Like that ain't. <laughs> I'm like no, and no. Yeah. When I say nobody helped her, nobody. But everybody had their phone grandma, out, bro. Like everybody was recording, screaming, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, come uh, on, man. Bro. I'm glad I didn't see that. That was that's, like, that's sick, bro. Like, I, I did not see that video. And I'm happy. I don't, don't want to see it. Yeah, yeah, I don't see that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm I just, I'm, I, and I say that just to say, like you said, how desensitized yeah. we are but as a generation. Yeah, I mean, this happened, bro. With you know, even with uh, XXX when he when he passed, right? Bro, um, people were showing his lifeless body, bro, out his car, like to get a like. Like, yeah, bro, to get a comment, yeah, to get my page. Like, how is that fair to that guy's mom, bro? Like, right, or his his family? She, yeah, she don't. They don't want to see that. You know, like they don't. Wanna, that's not honoring that dude. That stuff know? lives on the internet forever. Yeah, yeah. It lives on the internet forever. And like, as much as you can do as a parent to try to shield your child, like that stuff goes so viral. Whatever yeah. they go to school, someone's pulling it up on their phone. Like, hey man, somebody I saw your saved daddy it. Die. Yeah, I saw your daddy get stopped out. Like. Jesus, really? Yeah. Like, come on now. I mean, we have to do better as a people. Yeah, man. Um, not just black people, but a people as, as a, people. a whole. You know what I'm saying? But we especially need to do better as black people. Yeah. So we do. Uh, it's funny, um, Earl. You mentioned Bill Cosby earlier, uh, and I want to kind of touch on this for just a moment. Uh, the news kind of came out because I thought about you too. Not the last podcast. Oh, the, podcast the one before. before yeah, man. Earl was over here, you know, singing Cardi Changed B. Changed my views on Cardi B. Bruh, like, um, quick recap, you know, say those of you don't know, she, the old video surfaced to her when she did a live when she was talking about some things that she resorted to when she was coming up as a stripper. Um, <coughs> it's interesting just because um, she just got casted to, like, play a stripper in this movie with, like, J-Lo. Apparently about like how you know they had to kind of do what they got to do to survive, and she um, apparently man you know she was known to uh, entice dudes back to a hotel room, drug them, and rob them. 
And she was saying like she wasn't proud of it. You know, she never put any of that type of imagery in her music because she didn't want to glorify it. Yeah. Um, but people was like real quick to kind of what do of one or two extremes. Uh, defend it. Right. Which was right. interesting to me. Or, or cast stones. Cancel her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay, she's canceled. You know what I mean? Which is like, I guess, the the wave right now. If you don't want to support somebody anymore, yeah. you cancel her. Um, do you feel like there's any type of correlation between how Bill Cosby was definitely ostracized, castigated publicly, um, and the type of support that Cardi B garnered from women, especially? Mm-hmm. I didn't. Uh, that's not a story I did a lot of follow follow up on, but. I think um, you shouldn't justify it. It's wrong, you know. Just like Bill with Bill, yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong. And then when I say it made me think of her differently, she's still a dope artist, man. And I didn't look at the video, but it feels like where she was coming from was it seemed like a remorseful place. I don't know. From I just read it, I didn't really see it. Um, and that's people's past, man. You know, but it was wrong. And if those men were to come out and say something, you know, I don't know why she came out and said something, but. I think that, you know, they should get the same due justice as those women if they felt like they were, you know. That's interesting. So, like, Rod, do you think uh, if a man would come out and be like, yeah, man, I was one of the victims. Of Cardi, Cardi B, B drugged me. She, she drugged me and robbed me. Do you think that he would receive the same level of uh, support that the, the victims with Bill Cosby did? No, because he's a man. And I'm going to just say it just like that. Um, I have it. to say it like Shaq, though. <laughs> no. Because he's a man. No, but uh, I don't. Um, I don't. It just like women were defending Cardi B um, as if she was doing something right, which I yeah. believe is very asinine. But... Uh, you know, you know, she'll have the. It'll be some, it'll be some men that view other men that would say something as being soft or weak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's, you know, that's the society that we live in. They would call a man a punk, you know, for saying something. You know, or you should just take the L. You know, you know, you got God or whatever like that. But so if, clear double but, standard. Yeah, exactly. But if they were victimized, you know, just as you would listen Ooh. to a woman, you know. Being say, say, bro. What about the the man? We can't go back to this, but go ahead. the Michael Jackson thing, though. Yeah. And the dudes feel like you know. Well, they they just found out one of them was lying because they said he was sexually assaulted in a place that wasn't even built yet. Uh, yeah. Interesting. They said they said he said he was assaulted at a place in like some somewhere, but the place wasn't actually built till like two yeah. years later. Then when he I said, know, "Man, one of them, it ain't funny." But one of them said they woke up and Mike Jackson was in the corner, and they thought he was going like the werewolf on Thriller. <laughs> and he just he was just said he was just in there crying when he woke up. He imagine waking up to <laughs> Michael Jackson because yeah, they knew I he was leaving. That. Yeah, that's that's, that's ridiculous. Really. That, I, I will add this one one little thing with the Cardi B situation. Um, I thought this was really interesting. They said that. The reason why you can't compare it to Bill Cosby uh-huh. is that um, are you good, Rod? Rape is not robbery. So, with robbery, yes, something's taken from you, but it's not the same thing as rape. I mean, but rape that, nothing's being taken from you. No, I mean, yeah. Hold bro. on. Uh, I mean, rape I is a crime. Robbery is a crime. Absolutely right. So it's it's not it's not a. I mean, it's a difference. The, the consequences may be I mean, and taking some it, booty versus some money is. I mean, it's it's taking something. I know, bro, but I've been robbed before. I and I could never equate 
BB arrived with BB erased. I couldn't put it because you haven't been raped. I'm I'm just I'm not trying to be funny. No, I got. I'm saying because you haven't haven't been taken advantage of in that way. But look, but look, it's the same premise. You were drugged and taken advantage of. Right. Uh, It's the same thing. Am I right? Yeah. You were drugged, man. But see, and you were taken advantage of. Bro, I, uh, man, because I think too, though, that's, that's, but it yeah. depends what on who value, it's for. What you exactly. value, what you value. Exactly. It depends on who it's for. Because some people have been robbed and it traumatizes them to where they won't leave the house again. No, you're right. But I'm saying you can replace things that are stolen as far as robbery. You can never replace what's stolen when it comes to a rape. How can you, re- how can you replace something that's it, it, the value that kinda, you place on let's it? Speak, let's maybe talk about how a person was robbed, though. Because you're talking about a place writing from like. A person being traumatized Like I've seen where A person had a gun Pulled on them Like bro That's almost like That scars them for life yeah, You know you had, Cause right. your life Is flashed before you You that know That wasn't the case with, with Cardi B Yeah Yeah I mean like She wasn't holding I'm not saying but that, I'm like, saying that's That's a robbery standpoint Right, right? But so she was uh, Man I don't know man I'm just trying to compare But, but them, like man. I said that's a, It's a sticky situation Because Like I, like again I said It's it's if You you were drugged And you were taken advantage of yeah. when, when it all boils down to It was the same thing You know what I'm saying Now The action is definitely different You know what I'm saying I'm not trying to equate You know a rape to a robbery But Like I said When you put it into context As the crime The crime is the same thing Because you were taken advantage of But I'm saying She wasn't doing nothing to these dudes I mean I don't that, that we don't know. We don't know. But it was still saying. like it's the same as like uh, um, what they call those drugs. Roofies, like date rape drugs. Yeah, date rape. I mean, like, it's the, the same. That's what ended up happening. I'm saying it, it was definitely because the so men were she, coming back to the hotel room. So for a the, private dance, probably. I'm just assuming. No, they were coming there for sex. Like, so she was like prostitute. She was tricking. Yeah. I didn't know she was doing I that. I mean, like, apparently she was tricking. Now whether she slept with him or not. The, the jury said out on that She's saying like I brought him back To the hotel room But they're thinking That we about to You know have sex I drug him Bro, That's when wrong It's out, still wrong It's I steal from him And I'm out My man just wake up Butt naked No money Yeah uh, Yes yeah, so, okay. That's embarrassing man Yeah so I mean That's hey. probably traumatizing For a man yeah. too no, it really is. I think that um, I'm kind of interested in, in, you know, the audience's thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel it's the same thing? Um, is it on the same playing field? Should we, you know, treat her the same way that we treated Bill Cosby? Uh, or is it, like, different because it's different crimes? I don't know. You do the crime, you got to do the time. Facts, facts, facts. All right, man. So let's, let's talk about another subject that happened this weekend as well. At the NAACP Awards this weekend. NAACP. So, you know, J and B was there. The Carters. <laughs> um, and then my boy from Power, Omari Hardwick. He Not came. Ghost. He came through. Snapped a picture with Jay. Jay posed with him. Then he scooted over. Queen B sitting hold next on, hold to him. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's hold up? On, hold on, pause, brother. Took a picture with Jay. Left Jay hanging on the deck. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw that, bro. Like, left Jay hanging on the dap. Jay's kind of standing there like... I mean, but you you kind of ready to get to Beyonce. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> Beyonce's right. really here. Right, right, right. right. Like, you, she don't come out too much. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know? So, you you want to get to Beyonce. So, he gives Beyonce a, a, a kiss, which is the first kiss, not a problem. I don't see a problem with it. Kissed her, hugged her. Like, hey, Held how on. you doing? Right. I don't know. Like, 
people say you like held on too long or whatever, but well, you know, if, if you're too. talking, you know, and then hugging at the same time is right, whatever. Right. But then he goes in for the second kiss, which is a lot, lot, lot closer to the lips. And you can tell she was kind of like uncomfortable because she's standing there like, oh, right. hey, brother, you already kissed me once. Right. So, so it's like you're kissing me hello and kissing me goodbye within a, a, a span of like 10 seconds. Yeah. So <laughs> I think the second kiss was definitely out of line. It was, too much. it was not necessary um, at all. I don't know why he did the second kiss. Um, it's a little too much. I, I mean, I don't think Jay-Z saw it enough to address it, maybe. Maybe he did see it. Maybe he didn't say nothing. Maybe he didn't feel like nothing. Man, Earl's shaking his head right now. Come on, jump in, bro. But I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I think if, like I think you were saying the way he was standing, maybe he didn't see him. But, I mean, that would have been addressed, bro, publicly. Because that right there. After you seen it? Like, if you didn't yeah, see it. Yeah, after I seen it. Because if he didn't see it, because if I would have seen it in that moment, yeah. it would have been a problem in there. Ooh. Yeah, like, that's. Bro, man, you, this first kiss is one thing. That's like, hey, sis, maybe kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Two, though, bro, you got to go in for a second one. <laughs> and then the way you went in for the second one, was like, you went in with glossy eyes and, you know, like, this was your chance. You, you, like, you, if you could read his mind, it's like, he was ready to risk it he all. Was and then he, was like, he was ready to risk it all. <laughs> like, he man, thought it was Angie. Man, this Beyonce, I'm bro, kissing. Bro, this is, see, I got a couple thoughts on it, too. When I first saw it, I was like, he had a line, and he know what he doing. Then I had a, another perspective someone put up and they were saying like if people are, are, are looking too deep into it because like if you are in this type of industry or culture like um, that's a kiss like that is appropriate especially if you have no type of like ill intentions and so like a body language expert was like saying she was perfectly fine with it she wasn't uncomfortable other people were saying they see something totally different but this is the angle that I really want to come it's odd to me because he was on the Breakfast Club and he was talking about the encounter he had when he was out with his wife. Now, mind you, he's like a sex symbol for a lot of women, you know what I'm saying, from, from power. And so um, I know he caught a lot of flack because like his wife, she's white, and people thought that she would be more attractive with <laughs> than, she than she is. And I mean, hey, Gina's in the highest beholder. Oh, Whatever you know, she's not unattractive to me, but she, you would think that she would just be with somebody else. Right, right. Um, and so like he, he was like really defending his wife, saying you know like she's like my best friend. Like how dare you come at my wife like that? This other woman came up to him while he was out with his wife and wanted the picture, and he like turned her down. Was like no, I'm with my family, I'm with my wife. Uh-huh. And she was like really? He looked at her like really? He was like yeah. And she like had a big problem with it. It was like going off, and he was like saying. No, I'm with my wife. This is sacred time. You're not going to cross that boundary. Yeah. And I found it odd that Jay-Z's there with his wife and you had no problem seemingly crossing the boundary. Because, like, hey, we all homies, right? Yeah. We all married, right? right? I never kiss none of y'all wives like that. Right. Nah, I, bro. I consider, you know what I'm saying, y'all wives like sisters to me. I like, like real talk. Like, yeah. they my sisters. I cut for them. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever I can. And I ain't never one time ever hugged my homie's wife and kissed her like that. Yeah. Or felt comfortable nah, kissing like that. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable kissing another grown lady. I mean, other than my mama on the cheek, you yeah. know, and that's right. rare occasion as well. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I was about to say the same thing. I don't even kiss my mom that much. And yeah. I mean, maybe I should. I uh-huh. mean, it is, but if I do kiss my mom, it's on the cheek. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. And then on top, because I mean, even I'm thinking back, man, how about. My mother-in-law maybe sometime on the cheek. But you ain't hugging her like that and kissing her twice. But this is my thing, bro. Yeah. 
If I'm greeting y'all, first of all, I don't really feel need. I'm not kissing you. We just saying hi. But like, you know, maybe you're going away or something. If I'm gonna kiss you on the cheek, it's it's probably gonna be on the top of the forehead. Or maybe, you know, but it's gonna be one. I believe it no room for yeah. any it's gonna, it's gonna be a yeah. quick yeah. you know, I ain't gonna even pucker. You know, yeah. so it's like yeah, one of them quick, you know, touches. But it's like, bro, you went for a second dip, bro. Like it wasn't just like you already kissed her, bro. Yeah. Why you go back in for the kill? Like you <laughs> licking your lips. You know what's funny? If it wasn't caught on camera, do you think that um if he knew it was gonna be caught on camera, you think he would have did it? I don't know. But don't see, know. it seemed like they're cool, bro. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much they know each other. Yeah. But I mean, cause I, I don't it just for that, like you don't you don't know. You know, yeah. we, we don't know. Um we don't know their situation, you know, if they've met each other or that might have, yeah. that may have been his first time meeting Beyonce. Yeah, he was like right excited. Now. You're just so beautiful. You're, yeah, you're you know, and maybe he and maybe he got excited and just, you know, winning again. You know what I'm saying? Just cause it was his Beyonce. Like he come took on. his chance. You know, yeah. But. I'm curious, like I'm sure she'll never speak on it. And I'm sure Jay probably won't. And, speak if, and if so, she'll probably be like, "It was nothing." But they're very, right, they're right. very classy people, bro. Right? right. Yeah, but like know. behind closed doors, I'm wondering, like, yo, B, like, <laughs> I mean, he had his lips all on you, like, you know. <laughs> like the first one was cool, but he I'm kind of interested. Like, I wonder what his wife thought. I wonder if Jay said twice, B. His wife, twice. Hardwick's wife, like, yeah, like. Did she feel like it was genuinely innocent? She, she's just like, man, people are just tripping. They just coming after my husband. I mean, I, pro- I probably, but like I said, because of the society that we live in, and because it's replayed so many yeah. times. What's your wife would have said? Yeah, she might feel a little different now. Well, if, you, also, if it was your wife, what she would have oh, did, bro? Right? Like it would have been over with. Like, what about yours, yeah, right? man? You bucking? Yeah. Oh, you bucket, you bucket, you, 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 bucket, you kissing ladies. I mean, without a had to be like, hey, we up, <laughs> You kissing ladies two times, yeah, right? Huh? I, mean, I don't even need the mind, boy. But on top of that, bro, think about like the character you play. So like that plays into a role as no, well. Just how people perceive you. you yeah, mean, I mean, people. Like, I'm sure he he wasn't thinking about that. Everybody he else was winning the award for for Ghost. I'm I'm pretty sure he wasn't. He wasn't James St. Patrick at that moment. Bro, they <laughs> said the first kiss was Amari Hodrick. The second kiss was James St. Patrick. <laughs> That's what they were saying. He was Ghost, the second kiss. I don't know, man. He thought well, he know, was inside Jay, power, bro. Jay has reached a status where he was out of line. If, he, yeah, if he wants to address it, I think he will. And yeah. he'll, he'll take care of it, but I, I, obviously he don't think and that. Pro- and probably the pressures of so- social media, he'll probably be like, you know, he probably hit him on the DM and said, "Hey man, I didn't mean nothing by it. You know, I apologize. You know, yeah, he probably, I would have. He, yeah, even if, like I said, if it was a mistake, you know, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll go back and be like, "Hey man, I apologize. I know how it looked, you know, and I know how people are perceiving it, but trust me, it wasn't nothing like that. You know, what I'm saying I respect you and your family. I hope he came back and said something like that. You know, if 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 it calls for it. I just think that we got enough targets on our back. I know that black people were the ones who was definitely pushing this narrative. Um, but we owe ourselves not putting ourselves in positions. You like that. Like, it just wasn't necessary. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was, I mean, it was out of, the second one was out of line. The first one, I have no issue with, yeah, no qualms do. with. Um, it's Beyonce. I would have did it too, man. <laughs> Maybe. You know, you know, hey, hey, he says, how you doing? God bless you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we gotta jump into this last topic real quick, and this is a special topic because this is actually a request Bimper by request by uh, one of the the faithful, 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 faithful listeners, uh, Miss Christiane, um, out there in Alabama. Uh, so Roll we just wanna uh, we just wanna say thank you so much for listening and giving feedback constantly. Uh, the feedback is definitely much appreciated. Um, but she wanted to kind of kind of for us to dive in. Uh, she is single. So, gentlemen out there in the Alabama area, honk at her. She's a she's a, a nice looking little truck driver. Yeah. When man. you see her in the streets, you know, ask her to blow her horn for you one time. Went went. Right. <laughs> but, Pretty uh, young. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, uh, she asked us about commitment and uh, us being men, and how did we determine um, to when when to be faithful? I'm um, not to be faithful, but to when to oh, commit. Like, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so, uh, how we made the decision to be married, excuse me, and, um, you know, and she said there, uh, I know that there are a lot of men who probably wouldn't admit it, but are literally afraid of commitment. So, and she said this came from, you know, Diddy talking about when uh, his baby mama and the, oh, the Kim, Porter. Kim Porter died, that he should have married her and things like that. They were dragging um, him, bro. Yeah, so um, she wanted to know how did we come to the point where we decided to become committed? Um, how did we decide to become married and things like that? So just just speak on that for a few minutes, guys. Oh, you married Joe? Yeah, you married. You got married first out of the three of us. Out so of three of us. Um, how did you? What made you want to commit? Make that decision. Bro, I think for me, like you out here in these streets. Yeah, not one out there in those streets, bro. <laughs> That's how I've been married 20 years I feel like But nah bro Facts, To me it just It's like One day just like A, a grown up <laughs> Gotta like hit me It's just like You look at your life You know you look at What you have accomplished You know And, and what you haven't And uh, where you're at at that, at that point in life I think I was finishing school um, And I was like uh, Me and Sheryl Have been dating forever And I was like Man I can't keep Dragging her on You know what I'm saying Like uh, and she had been bringing it up more and more, you know, and I was just kind of like like playing it off. But I just looked and said, man, can I handle marriage right now? Because if I can, why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember this conversation. Yeah, like, because yeah. I was still trying to finish school. And if I couldn't, if I if I felt like at that point that I could not finish, because that was a goal to finish school, yeah. I would have waited longer, you know. But I weighed out my options, and I was like, man, why not, man? If, you know, I want to be the dude out here, you know, messing around or, you know. In 45 and still, you know, talking about some, I got a girlfriend, you know, <laughs> you know, so it's just that part of just growing up. I'm an age guy. I look at numbers probably more than I should. And I looked at how old I was and I was like, how you? I was like 25, I think. Wow. You know, I felt like that was a good number, a good, a good age, you know, and I was like, man, let's go for it. She proved that, you know, she would, she would rock with me uh, pretty much through, you know, hard times, good times, when, when things were good. And I'm like, shoot. I got somebody good. Why? Why keep her waiting? You know what I'm saying. So, uh, one need no need to really go out and keep experimenting. You know what I'm saying. So, I mean, you could, you know, but <laughs> yeah. Right. Jonathan, you the newest member to the club, so let's yeah, man. Let's uh, get a, a, a newer perspective. So it was. How, how would you? It was the the easiest and the hardest decision of my life. How so, bro? Like if I could kind of juxtapose both both like extremes, uh, I chased somebody for ten plus years. You know, and, and came up short. Mm. And mm-hmm. when I finally decided to, you know, uh, shoot my shot and chasing after my wife, you know, 
um, it was probably the, the the worst transition for her because she just came out of a really bad relationship. Right, she right. It, actually, you know, so like it wasn't ideal at all. And so, um, but she was the first woman that I actually, because you know, while I chased the other girl forever, like I flirted with the idea of settling down, but never really did. You know, what I'm saying I just was like in that category of like not committing to anybody mm-hmm. and like stringing along a lot of people, you know, which yeah. I'm not proud of. But when it came to Aslan, I just made up in my mind. I was like, man, kind of like how Earl was saying, I don't, number one, don't want to be single anymore, but that's not a good enough reason. Yeah. The more reason is I am ready to actively give this a real life chance and you're worth it. Like, I really felt like she made a statement to me that I took to heart. She says, I know that I'm going to be an amazing wife. And when she said that, I absolutely believed her. It was like, there was nothing that was a shadow of a doubt that said, I don't know if we'll be able to like really, you know, be help meets for one another. I don't know if you'll be able to fulfill whatever God has planned for me. All that was like, you know, submitted in stone just from that statement. I don't know what it was, but it was, it was an easy type of transition. And I, I remember, you know, we dated, you know what I'm saying, for less than six months and I was ready to propose. Yeah. Like in my mind, I waited, I did it, you know what I'm saying, Mama. which I'm, I'm happy that I, I kind of waited because we was able to kind of grow more. But like, we didn't have a long engagement, man. And, and we yeah. got married. Um, and that was an easy transition for me to go from single to a level of commitment in my mind with her, you know what I'm saying? And, like, people knew it was real. Because, <laughs> like, when I posted her, you know what I'm saying? Like, I brought her around. Like, I remember I brought her to my homie house, uh, Lewis. Shout out, Lewis. Um, and I brought her over. He's like, man, he never brings no girl around. Like, you must be special. You know what I'm saying? So that made a difference. So that, that's how I pretty much, you know, came to the conclusion for, for, yes, for me. How about you, Rodney? Man, I'll tell you, man. Um, uh, with me, uh, I think I think we can all attest to it. You kind of wake up and have an epiphany one day and just be like, okay, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? And I think and for, and for men... Um, I believe every moment is different. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't have a category. We never can tell like I'm gonna be ready at this time or this time or when this happens right, right, right. or when this happens and this happens and this lines up. You know what I'm saying? Then I'll be ready. You know we think that we think that way when we're younger, but then when we get to a certain age and we're out there dating and that's that's kind of how I was. I would you know I would date people older younger. <laughs> won't tell my my cougar stories but <laughs> i was out there dating somebody about as old as my mama but i'm just gonna say i'm just i leave it leave that alone leave that alone man don't talk about that yeah back in my right MySpace days, man. Uh, she's t- she's she's taking me to out back and everything <laughs> but uh you know i digress as long as she takes you to red <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but uh, uh, man, just just waking up one day and just uh, realizing that you know, um, like you said, you can you can really give somebody your all, and you f- you feel like you found that person that you don't yeah. want to do it without. Um, and when you understand that, you just you like okay, 
this is the time. Like I said, in, in every for every man, I believe it's a, it comes at a different time. Yeah. Um, whether you like you said, you dated for six months, you know, and you felt like you was ready to uh, make that extra step and that next step. Um, I had dated almost. Uh, we had broken up and we had got back together. Yo, and I then, remember um, that. Uh, <laughs> y'all broke up. <laughs> yeah, and then we got back together, and um, you know, we as like friends, right? Yeah, we said we weren't friends at the first time when we dated. Um, so we got back together and. You know, then we then we made it happen, and um, I just felt like, you know, I woke up one day. Well, I, one day I got off work, and I just was I sat in the mall parking lot, and I just I remember I texted y'all, and I was like, man, I think I'm gonna go buy this ring, bro. Yeah, I, I yeah. Remember that. yeah, yeah. So I and then that's how I hit you though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I was just sitting like, in the mall parking lot, and I never forget I was sitting in the bill, and it, and it was it was a uh, still bill, it was Dillard's, and I was sitting He's in the to talk to you, wasn't yeah, and watch out. <laughs> It ain't that long ago, <laughs> but um, I was just sitting in. The, I remember what I had on though. Uh, but uh, I was just sitting in the mall parking lot, and I I went in and I paid cash for it. Um, okay. And I just uh, you know, I left out the mall and I took a picture of it, sent it to her best friend, and I was like, I'm getting ready to do this, man. I'm so, my best friend. Yeah. So, yeah, man. And, and like I said, every man is is going to be different. Um, in that time, there's some fear, man. And like, you can't, we, can all, we all can say that, right? Oh, I'd be like, yeah. you had your doubts, right? Yeah, of course. I battled extreme fear, bro. Like it, it was, it was like crippling at first, because I was like, man, I'm about to 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 legitimately settle down. Like this is forever, ever, because I don't yeah. believe in, in, in walking away. You know what I'm saying? Um, and once I got, well, I pushed past it. You know, I, I have zero regrets. And bro. ladies, if if you want to get married and you dating somebody and. You know, and he doesn't seem like he's ready. You know, let it be known that that's your goal. Yeah, you that's know? your goal. But yeah. you cannot pressure a man to do nah, it. No, don't make him. They, you know they, <laughs> it, it ain't gonna last, or you know, if he's yeah. not gonna do it until he's ready. So that would be our, my advice. Yeah, um, Steve Harvey said some like really good words. Uh-uh, don't you be cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> now I will say, man, this was like wisdom <laughs> to me. How he was saying, like a woman was saying, like, "Hey, I've been in this like limbo period for for years right. now." And so he was like saying, you know, based upon the man's age and the goals that he had probably set for himself, it was kind of like how you mentioned. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, you don't want. He probably want to finish school. He don't feel financially stable. And I'm enough. so glad I did. You know um, what I'm saying? Like, you know, and so and, and like Rodney said, like you don't want to force a man into that position of commitment when he's not ready, just because the result that you go get out of it, right. is not going to be something that you go necessarily really want to live with. Right. You, you, know, you, you know, you know if he's responsible because you never right. know the whole time you rushing him, he can have you in mind. Like right. in my mind, Sherelle is always in the plan. You know right. what I'm saying? It's just like she's always a finish. Line. Like don't yeah. just don't rush the process like let me right. do this because I know at the end of the day I got a family I got to take care of right. that degree got me in my career you know what I'm saying so it's right. like don't rush it but I think it brought I, I was talking to Kevin last night actually and I was talking about that compatible piece man and like I think like we all go through that assessment I would think you probably went right. through Drea and had a mental assessment and with Aslam and I'm like man she's compatible she supports my ministry oh, yeah, um, yeah. you know she she's faithful in this area she's good with this and the conversations we have, we're going to work, you know, because you got to have those conversations. Right. How many children you want to have? Do you even want to have children? What kind of career, you know, what do you expect right. from me? And those conversations, man, are going to tell you a lot about, right. you know, if, if we even should continue dating, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, so man, she's dope for asking that question. She's yeah. dope anyway. I, I didn't know she was in Alabama though. Yeah, that's driving trucks. Bad, I think and I want to share this one last thing, man. Your wife gave me some really great encouragement when I was pretty much 
in a place of like discouragement, you know, feeling like hey, it wasn't really gonna happen for me. Uh, she was like, you know what, soldier? Uh, when it happens, you'll know. Yeah. And yeah. God will redeem the time. Like all the time that you feel like yeah, you wasted. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, man, my life is, you know, I'm pushing 30. I'm pushing yeah. 35 and I'm not married yet. Not, you yeah, know, my I got that bad, bro. <laughs> man, like, if, if you really do it in God's time and yeah. you make yourself, you know, in that right position, God really does redeem the time and you find yourself. Like, I didn't get married till I was 30. Yeah. And looking back, like, I thought I was going to be like you, Earl, 25, yeah. 24. I, I would have thought ready the same to be married. Thing. Ready. Right. I'm married. You, you thought know. you was. You, you was, was out there playing them games, playing them games I think, too I much. I thank God that He He preserved me and and, and have me, you know, wait into the the, the right appointed time. Yes, He did. You done messed up some girl life. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. <laughs> Dang, right. But if what a record! I know we about to end. Nobody said Rodney. Jonathan, this is your wife. <laughs> nah, nah nothing like that. It never is happened. time, son. Yeah. <laughs> no clouds and no never yeah, happened. It happened like that. You didn't wake up in I that cold no sweat. Specific, you know. You didn't wake up and say, I gotta get married today. Right, yeah. <laughs> when like it at all. I mean, there were some confirmation things, you know, based upon conversations and circumstances, but nah, man. That voice from heaven didn't, didn't come through. Nah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's funny you say that. Uh, so we gonna get ready to get. We gotta get here. up out of here, man. Man, bro, like uh, we gotta hit him with the Adeline King one time. Hey, I feel like Omari Harwood could have easily been the Adeline King, but there was this story that I sent to fellas. Yeah. Uh, this is man, and he's 19 years old, and he was just arrested for putting LSD into coworkers' drinks to get rid of their negative energy. Sure. Bruh. So the fact that he said his two coworkers is a man and a female, um, he felt like they were too uptight and they had like a lot of stress and they had negative energy. And so he took a little water dropper and was spiking their water, bro. <laughs> and they, you know what I'm saying, started acting really, really weird and they got tested and they was pretty much on LSD. That's just like such a violation. <laughs> Number one, but it's like, it's funny, but it's not funny at the same people. time. But Pretty much, bro. He need to go to jail for drugging people, for real. Yeah. He said they quote. He says they were too uptight and they needed to have better energy. Trying to get rid you of need better energy because your energy is foul. You're out of line, bro. Super out of line, bro. And so. I think also, um, I can't say her name right, but Missy Tayanita, the one who wrote uh, Brenda's uh, Beaver Needs a Barber. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, she out of line too, and even the one who illustrated it—I can't even say the name right. Uh, yeah, you out of line. So everybody involved with the production of this, book yeah, out of of Brenda line. Beavers need a barber. And if you're a teacher and you got that in your classroom, you're also out of line. line, king and queen. Get it out. Get it out, oh man, any words of wisdom? Ah, uh, yeah, e-cigarettes are just as bad as cigarettes. <laughs> I had to go to training today. That was like super <laughs> random, but that was really good. Though, yeah, man. You know, don't don't do that. Don't vape or uh, what they call it, jewel or whatever it is. <laughs> the jewel. The don't jewel. do it, y'all. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it right now. Uh, Texas. Hopefully, you get your yourself together with this weather because nobody yeah, got time. Yeah, I'm gonna be with a tissue in my nose. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for it. We gonna be out. We love y'all. Roddy, you think the last words, brother? None, man. I'm good, man. I appreciate all the love and support. No doubt. As man. always. Man, love your neighbor. Find a reason to to, 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 to live in peace, man. Impact yeah. culture, man. 
Impact Culture. Yes, sir. Tomorrow, I promise. We out. Peace.